You know when you're out with your friends and they all order beer and then you look insane when you don't want any beer? I mean, no offense to any of my friends out there, but I'm not a crazy obsessed beer drinker. I mean, once in a while, but I don't really love it. But I did recently try Bud Light Seltzer. It's not beer. It's a hard seltzer from Bud Light. Finally, there's something I can drink when everyone else is having a beer. Bud Light Seltzer's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and it comes in four flavors. There's strawberry, lemon lime, mango, and my go-to black cherry. They're all super refreshing and perfect when I want something with a little more kick than just sparkling water. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. You're listening to The Jillian Michael Show. Word! There's so many paths to finding your family story. But whether you're tracing them generations back with a family tree or uncovering your ethnicity with Ancestry DNA, it's easy to get started with Ancestry. Ancestry DNA can tell you your ethnic origins and give you historical details to bring your family stories to life. And it doesn't just tell you what countries you're from, it can also pinpoint the specific regions. I was pretty sure I knew where my grandparents were from, and now that I've confirmed it with an Ancestry DNA test, I want to see how many generations back I can go. It was super easy to do. I got my kit, sent in my saliva sample, and they sent me my results. Give it a try. Start exploring your family story today. Simply head to my URL at Ancestry.com slash Jillian to get your Ancestry DNA kit and start your free trial. That's an Ancestry DNA kit and a free trial at Ancestry.com slash Jillian. One more time, guys. It's Ancestry.com slash Jillian. Go. Okay, so um, you know, I bought a I bought an old truck. It was at my neighbor's, and uh, it oh. was his grandpa's truck. It's an old uh, 1989 F cool F two Ford F two hundred and fifty. Fun. Does so it it's run? A, yeah, yeah, it runs. Big old long box. Just a big, and I needed a truck to move stuff because you know we're getting you going be through more gay. I know it's just the best lesbian co- truck ever. Yeah, I like anyway. it though. What color? So what color? It's red and white, classic with the Ooh, two even, little windows. Even more Ooh. fun. Yeah. yeah, it's a, it's a, but it's a huge pig of a truck, and I don't drive it around except to go to the dump and to do stuff because I'm not going to waste, ruin the environment with my truck. Does so, it have that? It's, it's got a big, it's a, it's fun. a big old truck. So anyway, okay. Um, I just insured, reinsured it. Yeah. For yeah. Right. So and so I thought, okay. oh, I'm going to go give it some oil. I started up right away. Classic old Ford, eh? Boomski. So anyway, I go up to the oil place, yeah, the oil uh-huh. change place, and, and I chugged in there and blah, beep, blah, blah, beep, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, And um, <laughs> um, so they were kind of looking at me, and I just went, oh, whatever. You know what? Yes, I'm a... Lesbian? Lesbian driving a big old truck. Anyway, yeah. but who should pull in at the same time as me? Because there were the two bays. No, not the posty. But there's two bays, but a very, um, mm-hmm. very pretty... Oh. Um, Oh. Younger woman, oh. Um, oh. in um, very looking very pretty, and in, in a nice little car pulls in. Oh. Well, they, of course, they looked at me, and then, they went, <laughs> and of course, their attention, of course, went to the girl, right? The young, the young woman. I shouldn't say girl, the young woman. And I thought, okay, that's that's cool, you know, that that's cool. I, I I've got time, you know, but but it just it. And then they, you know, oh, would you like asking her? Would you like some water? And, oh my and, god! You know, and would you like a thing? And I was just waiting in my big ass truck, and I just thought, okay, you know, and I know this. I cannot. I am not trying to compare anything. I am no, a white. I, get it. I am a white woman of privilege. 
right? No, I have, that's, that's not the no, point. But, no, but, it, but no, what I'm it saying, isn't the point. No, but what I'm saying is, I have. That pissed there, me maybe off. On, on, on my on my hand, I can count. I haven't had to deal with a lot of homophobia. You know what I mean? Because I I live in no, but let me finish. Okay. Let me finish All because right. I live in a I live in Vancouver, which is very um, white ski. Well, no, it's just very. Um, it's it's easier to be gay in oh, Vancouver. Oh, 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 I will oh, oh. say it's oh, not oh. hard to be gay in Vancouver, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I haven't had to deal with racism. A lot of homophobia. Okay. I've okay. dealt with some misogyny, definitely. Oh my God, um, the misogyny! But but, but, but what I, I just thought here I'm getting a, I'm, here I am half an hour at an oil change place, being not really treated as nicely as the person next to me, and I thought some people, for whatever circumstances they live or whatever circumstances they have, whatever they are, deal with it all the time yeah I know. and it really it, honestly it it just for that moment i just went man i i can you imagine this day in day out to be just yeah we'll be right with you marginalized or, yeah no yeah. We, we, you know, we don't like the look of you quite the look of you we don't you don't you know and i just mm. I, I don't know why and, and and again this is on such a minor scale but to have that feeling day in day out i just i can i understand the anger Oh, for sure. I, or at least I can, I can empathize with the anger. It, it, it just really hit home for me. I know that's such a, I don't know. It just, it just literally happened like the other day, and it just was like, wow. Oh, God, here I am. Just you know, what's not? Not that they were super rude. They just were a bit more dismissive. No, I get of, it because that the, the person next to me. For whatever reason, yeah, drew but, their attention more. You know, it's it's maybe this is, but here's here's my spin on it because I'd be pissed. I wouldn't. I think I would have tolerated it for like thirty seconds. <laughs> I would have been like, "Hey, yeah, I'm yeah. thirsty. I'm thirsty here. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they they <laughs> they changed the oil and whatever, but there was yeah. just something. There was something different. Well, I would have said something. I would ask to talk to a manager. I don't know. I, no, I, I would have asked to talk but, to a manager. But it wasn't even so much. It wasn't even so much that I was mad about it. I just felt. I felt something. I felt something that some people feel. Yeah, I get it. And and that's and, and to be truthful, that's why I would have asked to talk. I personally would have said like, you know, dude. I mean, that's not cool. It was just weird. It was just. I don't blame just, you. And you're right. Weird. People feel that all, all the, the time. time, and you don't know whether, until whether, you've been there. Yeah, whether it's whether it's a you know, if they're a transgender person trying to get a job, and Ugh. everybody's staring and looking and questioning, mm. or you know, or whatever color you may be, whatever race you may be, that you're not treated the same. It just. I, I know this sounds so no, naive, and I know it exists. I, I've known of my whole life. Of course it does, it and, and it, people were predisposed. There was a book. Oh my God, that my therapist just told me about. And I, it's like, oh God, it talks about how all this stuff is kind of hardwired into us and we don't even realize how we express our various prejudices. Yes, I would love to know the name of that book because I, I, I'm just trying him. to understand how that hardwiring. Yeah, it's like unwinding something. Uh, he, man, I'm trying to. Ah, uh, I'll find it. I'll but figure we out what are, it is. But, but you're right, we are hardwired. And, and, yeah, but that's what it's yeah. about. It was, it was a, uh, um, no, I got to figure, I got to ask him. Okay. Um, I'm trying to remember, but it was, it's all about how we have these, these <laughs> ideas and stereotypes and prejudices hardwired and we, 
literally do not even see how we behave differently in in, in many cases. And we do. We, we might smile at one person, but not another. Yeah. We, and, and we might I, put I, change in one person's hand, but not another. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 interesting. I try to be hyper aware of it. Um, but I think in order to be hyper aware of it, you have to accept that you have prejudices. This is true. Uh, you're absolutely right. And we all do. Yeah. But like people who are like, I'm not prejudiced. I just hate everyone. I'm like, then you're in denial because believe me, you know, we all have them. We do. And I like really, really try to kind of look at it, work on it, look at it, work on it, try to figure out what it's about. Like, well, what's my issue with this? What's my issue with that? What's my issue with, you know, and it's it's like I try to work on it, man, all the time. Mm-hmm. And then if I do have an issue, I try to look at it like I have a, um, a friend who's Chinese and she's always asking me, like, have you ever been to China? And it's like the one place I have not gone and do not have on the list. And not the one place, but you know, major, right? Like I've been all over Asia, been all over Southeast Asia, been all over South America, been all over, you know, not all over Africa, but India, Africa. And um, I'm like, no, dude, no. And she's like, why? You'd love it. And I was like, I just think like, I'm afraid of, and I didn't even realize that this was prejudice, right? So I was like, I just don't want to deal with the things I see. And she goes, what are you, what do you think you're going to see? And I was like, you know, animal abuse and, you know, female abuse. And and she's like, Jill, <laughs> there's like a billion people in China. You think everyone abuses animals and this and that? You think it's more so than it is here? Mm, interesting. And I didn't even realize. And she's like, you can hate animal abuse and you can hate inequality towards women. Why have you said I'm not going to China because of it? And yeah. I was like, well, because it's rampant. And she's like, are you kidding me? And I have just, and I really thought I'm like, they put little turtles in keychains. And there was a story about um, two girls in Calabasas who tortured a turtle at the Calabasas Commons. And she's like, so what? This happens here all, not so what, but like, it's everywhere. Why are you assigning this to a country? To a country, to a people. I, I know. No, I didn't even realize I, I was. You know, I, I didn't even realize I had that prejudice, which obviously I did. And I'm like, wow, okay. Ooh, that's ugly. Nobody wants to see that part of themselves. No. I wasn't proud at that moment. I was ashamed of myself. I was like, oh, God, Jill. Wow. So, you know. No, it's true. It's it's true. And when it catches you off guard, it's like, but but I guess that's why I'm so interested in, in, in understanding it more. But, you know, I don't know. It just, it was a, it was a moment and it just, I don't know. Those, but I those like are, those that. Are those, I think those that's are those really epiphany important. Those moments. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I think the thing is like, we first have to accept that it's okay to be human and have flaws. The key is to like, look at yourself, you know, and go, all right. I did this and I'm not I'm not super proud of it. Why am I doing it? Why am I doing it? How do and, I how do I turn it around? Yeah. And you know? and, and you could say Can't. where does it come from but sometimes as you say, sometimes it's really old. It's just really old thought. Yeah, I mean I've heard raised. horror stories I think and it's like you see stuff on websites about like oh, you know, in China a ring of like dog thieves busted selling pets as dog meat. Well, like horrible things happen yeah. here all the time. 
But you still only see the good things or the bad things. Like either it's either super excellent or super bad, but never anything in between. Yeah, I you mean, don't get like the daily medium. And here, mm. I feel like we we really hide these things. They're all swept under yeah. the rug, you know. Whereas like culturally, there it's like, oh, baby girl dumped in a gym bag and you know taken to an orphanage, and you're like, the horrible things happen to children here. Horrible things. Right, but under their, their government at that point was giving the baby the best chance to live because otherwise they'd have to kill it. Well, no, then you're then you're like, why, you know, yeah, you're right. You're but, right, yeah. But, they they right, hid right. the baby. Yeah, because you're not allowed to. But then use, forget it. That's different. just it. It opens, but it does. Con- right, I'm like, then use birth control. I forget it. But it's not yeah. about, against people. It's not against a type of person. It's not about being Chinese or American or anything else. It's about disliking a behavior in that's humans. Right. That's right. And that's where it's like you got to really look at it. You know, I mean, damn it. And it's not easy. But I love that you brought that up. And I, th- I think, you know, the takeaway is we should all really look at like maybe these prejudices that we have. We don't even realize we have tried to be hyper aware of it. Yeah, and and hopefully someone can call you on it because sometimes yeah, we don't call, know. Call we'll do. yourself. Oh yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, well, my friends. Yeah. No, All right. Well, and there's right, that. Now. And then and let's then. talk about abs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, babes, listen up. You can stop worrying that coloring your hair might damage it because Madison Reed's at-home hair color is made with ingredients you can feel good about. That means no more ammonia, no more parabens, phthalates, and no PPD, SLS, or gluten. Madison Reed hair color is infused with argon oil, keratin, and ginseng root extract so you get shiny, healthy-looking hair right at home. And Madison Reed makes it easy to find your perfect shade with their online color quiz. And what's really cool is you can actually try on the different shades with their hair color tool to see how you'll look and find your favorite. Get ammonia-free, multi-tonal hair color delivered to your door for less than $25 at madison-reed.com. And use my promo code Jillian and you'll get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Again, my promo code is Jillian. Visit madison-reed.com now to find your perfect shade. That's madison-reed.com. Are we on? Yeah, we are. Oh my God, Nicole! What? what I have eat a lunch and public Nicole, service. Nicole is demanding that we record something. I don't. Jeez. Everyone all needs hungry, but... to hear this, especially any of you listening to this podcast Ooh. while you are driving. Oh, 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 oh. Did you get in another there, car accident? I did not. But I want to let everyone know that there is an, a, a magic invention inside each and every one of our cars. <laughs> if you look at your steering wheel. Just directly to the left of it, there's a okay. stick. But a the stick. best thing about this a turn stick signal. that you push it up and it lets people know <laughs> that you're going to go to the right. Yeah. You push it down, yeah. it lets people know you're yeah. going to go to the left. Yeah. This helps everybody so you don't get in a car accident. I didn't, but people need to learn about this awesome stick. That is all. Wow. Uh, all right. Is there... Is there um, no, is there a story? Or? Nope. No, nope. Just, just are, I feel like there's not a lot of people who know about it. Are lunches really intact? Lunches are intact. <laughs> okay. One of them may have gotten a little shaken as, as, as I slammed on the brakes. <laughs> it might be the salad, so it might be okay. But just saying, 
Stop it. Wow. Mm. That's, that's going to really penetrate that kind of also, talk. Yeah, it's I, transcendent. I'm going to add to that. If you're old, don't don't drive. Oh, <laughs> that is ages. Don't say that. Uh, no, we took well, the car no, away from no, no, Grandma. No. Well, we took, no. I, every, I dri- well. Now I drive for a living. Every accident I Hold almost on. get into is an old person cutting me off, is an old person Hold going on. too slow, sideswiping me almost. Really just... old. I Are think. they yeah, no, using I'm saying, the I'm just, magic yeah. stick? I'm saying 80 up. <laughs> 80 up. I, I got to say, we've talked about this. We had some issues with we Heidi's. Had, uh, yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah. I'm not saying old like. But but like Jane Fonda, I'm sure, can drive. That bitch is sharp uh, as a tack. I'm She'll just cut you. saying that <laughs> I think ooh. I think that there's an element that is very true, but I think we have to be very careful in how we say that. Yeah, but that's I also not, think it's, it's, and it's, it's not it's unilateral, ageist. right? So exactly, oh, yeah. Right, it's like, like you got to know if if they are experiencing like vision problems or or uh, early coherency. onset Alzheimer's or yeah. But there are a lot of eighty year olds that are sharp, sharp as hell. So it's it's really just, and there are sixty year olds that are not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and, and there's thirty year olds that are not. It's just you have to remember that you take that car yeah. away. That is your independence gone for the rest of your days. Not anymore. That's huge. No, no, no. I've and, had this conversation it, back and forth with my grandma. Well, we, in a sense, I mean, if you can't drive yourself down to the Dairy Queen for a cone, or you can't go and get your own thing. You have always have to arrange rides. Hey, son, can you come? No, no, hey, Lyft, Uber, go go grandparent. Yeah, but you know what? If they're go-go in a minute, hold on, Jake. Is that a real even, thing? Yeah, you don't need a smartphone for it. My grandma uses it because I, I go go grandparents. Yeah, we bought her an iPhone. I try Cute. to teach her Lyft. Yeah, but, Jake, oh, I understand it, what you're saying. There's um, operators that help her. Yeah, no, cute. I totally get that, but, and I understand what you're saying. But this is, goes out to like several in the middle America that don't have Lyft. Like yeah, in my hometown, we don't have it. No, and we we need to take. Well, my... then, then get Lyft hometown. Well, it's it's not populated enough, but it's like we're we're at the verge of taking my grandpa's away, and that it just like cuts off his freedom for sure. Yeah, well, it's, luckily it's... there's not much for him to hit out there. <laughs> You'd be wow. surprised. He finds it. Anything that he can hit, he will. Oh, my God. This conversation's what? making me angry, so I think we should turn it off. Because... Again, moral of the story, I don't care how old you are. Just use oh, the stick you. to the left of your steering wheel. Thank you, Nicole. I care how old you are. Okay. Are you ready for a snappy? Always. Are you going to be bored by my snappy like you have been lately? No. The only one was... No, no, it wasn't the only one. Mm-hmm. Was no, the, you were I bored was... by squats. You were bored by I yoga. wasn't bored by... I was yes, bored by are. yoga. I uh, will admit. No. Which is why I had to speed it up. <laughs> <laughs> like when you put it together, you had to make everyone talk faster? I will speed it up. I was a little okay. I will admit, mm. all your other ones, I'm not. But that one, well, that one really took me down a road. <gasps> what about that Bikram? Asshole? <laughs> what? <laughs> I always said not to do Bikram yoga anyway. Shouldn't be working out like crazy temperatures. He's like a womanizer. Came out. Everyone yeah. had been like hiding it for years. This is supposed to be a snappy. Oh, okay, <clears throat> it's about delayed onset muscle soreness or DOMS. I keep saying questions. I didn't about even it. know there was an acronym for it. Oh, you didn't? It's called DOMS. Yeah. Really? Are you serious? No, I didn't realize that it was. Yeah. Yeah. What, Nicole? DOM also means you know, like a dominant person in the bedroom. 
Okay, yeah. Wow. That's not what I'm... Which is you because your boyfriend's gay. That's also not what I am talking about right now. I'm talking about Dom's delayed onset muscle soreness. So, a lot of people ask me, like, what is it? How do I get rid of it? What should I do? Well, first of all, we don't actually know what it is. We have theories about what it is. Well, I can tell you what it isn't. I can tell you how to manage it. So... For example, delayed onset muscle soreness, you work out, right? And then as soon as, it depends on the person's metabolism and their workout and many different factors, but it could be as soon as eight hours. Um, It could be, you know, as soon as the next, or as soon as the next morning, long enough into the next morning. Um, And it usually peaks on the second day around 48 and I, 48 hours. And I find by the third day, I'm usually all good, right? It's always worse for me on the second day. Um, so, and for most people, it's usually worse on the second day. So they used to think it was lactic acid, which we now know is absolutely not true. You flush out lactic acid within an hour or so of your workout. It's not lactic acid. Um, what a lot of people believe is it's micro damage. And that's, that's what I've talked about. Yeah, I believe it obviously too. Um, but I've heard other things about like mineral deposits and this, that, the other, but like, this is what's generally accepted at the moment is that it's like little teeny micro tears in the connective tissue, your muscles. Right. Um, and then of course you get a slightly bigger tear and you've got a strain Mm -hmm. and then you're injured, you know, for quite a while. Um, is it good? Is it bad? Well, depends on how you handle it. Right. This is why recovery and muscle splits are so important because think about this for a second. If you've got some micro damage to a muscle and then you go out and train it again, some bodybuilders are like, oh, no, that's how I get massive. My thing on that is no. I, I've read other studies that say at least 48 hours off of that muscle group, which is why splits and recovery days are so important. So, like, let's say you trained uh, chest, shoulders, triceps, quads on Monday, you really, and you have delayed onset muscle soreness, you really don't want to train those muscle groups on Tuesday, Wednesday. You want them to heal and then go back in again on Thursday. Because if you're sore, A, the intensity, I know bonsai, the intensity of your workout's compromised and B, you could actually get more injured, right? Or is DOMS, is is it a, is it chronic? Can it, can it become chronic? Can you no. constantly? Okay. No, 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 no. Well, okay. I mean, if you work out really hard, we could make you sore tomorrow, right? If you're yeah, pushing yeah, yeah. the envelope. Oh, Bonsai has a thing for Jake. Mm-hmm. So, sure. But, I mean, is it like a chronic fatigue or like a fibromyalgia? Well, like, like I mean, like, <clears throat> will you, let's say you did what you just listed off, chest, abs, quads. Oh, the muscle, right. Right. And let's say you you had the DOMS. The, right. You, know, you were sore. And then you went and did another workout on Friday with the same things and you had the same thing happen again. Like, can this just... It keep- can happen again if you change the stimulus, if you change the workout and you kind of want it to, right? I mean, okay. if you adapt to something, that's not good. You're not changing as much. Okay. Um, I also don't believe you've got to be sore to get results. I mean, but it's it generally means if you're sore for a couple of days, appropriately so, and not injured, which is a more macro tear right okay. when we get into strains yep. and there are a level of strains one two three um you know then yeah you're going to be sore for longer which is not good uh that said if you're like well it didn't it wasn't an effective workout unless i was sore that's not necessarily true um and you'll find that i've noticed if you go a week without working out and then you hit the gym you're sore right yeah. so okay you yeah. know the, the we don't and again we don't fully understand it but the idea is obviously there's some micro damage and in that repair and recovery, we can enhance our strength, our speed, we get stronger, more efficient, right? Okay, that's what we know. Now, what do you do about it? Um, number one, temperature fluctuation. So 
uh, ice baths, cold showers, ice yeah. packs help with inflammation and muscle soreness, right? Mm-hmm. Number two, hydration and electrolyte replacement will make a big difference. Drink a lot of water, replenish your electrolytes. Coconut water is a good one. Um, number three, you can get uh, a foam roller and you can roll out your muscles. Oof. I know. Which I know, I'm actually going to talk about in another segment, but um, <sighs> it improves circulation yeah. and a light cardio workout the next day also helps improve circulation and that helps with the soreness and the speed in which your DOMS dissipates. Okay. Um, here's what you don't want to do. I know you do not want to take a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory like, like, a, like, a yeah, like, like Advil. Advil. Yeah. Hey, it's really, Oh no, no. It's really hard on the kidney and the liver, but not only that, Studies show that it inhibits the adaptation response, that that inflammation is your body healing the micro tears. Oh, and if you're trying, oh. And it's totally counterintuitive well, and really hard on kidney and liver. Google it. That's Negative side effects of NSAIDs, N-S-A-I-D, mm-hmm. NSAIDs. Yeah, do not do that. I know. Maybe I should get you off the mic. Anyway, I thought I would. Do you feel educated? I do. I do. I, I um, or no? Are you bored? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. Because I think people deal with soreness. We, we get a lot of we get a lot of emails to the podcast uh, mm. email about That's about. Right. I'm sore. I'm sore. I'm sore. And I'm back to my wheelhouse. I was gonna say something though. Just say Doms again. Doms. It sounds very. Um, you sound very British when you say it like. I that. do. Oh, I was gonna say you sound very S N M. You're really into that today. Yeah, you the, are. Um, what? The, um, to... dom- well, you just... start with dominatrix doms, and now... Doms and yeah. subs. You know what? Subs? I better... Submissives. But why aren't you just saying submissives? Because you say subs. Excuse me. What do you mean? What's... Yeah. Why are you all so gassy? We don't know. It was, it was I didn't under the do lunch. it. No, but Nicole, particularly... What culture are you, you in that you're saying yeah. subs? I don't say yeah, subs. Yeah, subs and doms. What's, what's going yeah, on with you? That's S&M. Yeah, no, dude, I, but like you've we're, never talked about S and M before, and not only that, you're like you, you, you've got your lingo and the whole thing. I read Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh my I'm god, is that this. where you're getting it from? But that's where I learned it from. Oh, where are you practicing it? Yeah, I haven't practiced it yet. Oh yet? Oh dear. I I've got she... some friends though. They've got some pretty interesting lifestyles. I've heard a lot. Huh. You mean with your the dom your, your dom like, yeah, and like that poly? like I am not very interesting because like I don't <laughs> have that. Like, do you ever watch um, Pulp Fiction? Billions? <laughs> oh well, yeah. No, that show Billions. I have not watched Paul it, Giamatti's I... character is like super into being like a submissive, and he goes to like these kinky ass places. And I just think to myself like, what would that take for me to be into like just you know zero why? interest? No. It's because, so, so Kaylee was trained in LA by like one of the biggest Dom people. So cops come in, my girlfriend, Okay. cops come in, um, people of power come in because everywhere in life they have, they have power everywhere in their life. And then they come there to finally relinquish their power. Interesting. Well, I've also, I've also read, um, with, uh, the way sex has been, uh, accepted and with a lot more, um, (laughs) 
millennials being open with what they are and being like fluid. You guys are um, very They're fluid. saying um, that mm-hmm. polyamory is actually what the trend is leading towards. What's that again? Multiple, Multiple partners. What, yeah, it's, it's an excuse to yeah, fuck baloney. around. It, that one's, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, buy it. That I, that I have for so fun. many I've friends who are very who... polyamorous and like they go yeah. all They just the, don't want to commit. No, 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 no. They're uh, married. No, that's not true. No, like this particular couple is married and they each have girlfriends that are girlfriends with each other. I think the whole, I think the whole, wait a second, there's a chick and a dude are married. Chicken at K. She has a girlfriend. She's a K. He has a girlfriend. He has a K. Their girlfriends are dating each other. Okay. And they just meet up every once in a while and they're like, oh yeah, I've missed you. Uh, I mean, it's great for the dude. I have to go grab your coffee. But why wouldn't it be great for the girl too? Oh, it is great for the girls too. Uh, Okay. I'm just... I feel like such I a think, prude. But no, don't feel like a prude. I How do you raise kids in that environment? They ha- don't Pe- have them. Well, but I, I just don't I, know I how. I don't. I don't buy the polyamory baby, but thing. But the swinger thing was a baby boomer thing, yeah. right? Bonsai doesn't look. It's pretty not cheap. called swinger anymore, though. I, now it's I, called I, polymorphosis. No, see polymorph- the swinger. The swinger right. thing I could get. You're going out and you're doing something fun, and that's it. But you're leaving it there. But how could you have a relationship, a yeah, loving romantic relationship? Really long people do though. With with. With more than one person, like people do. It's it's just. I'm it's, I'm not understanding the whole concept of of a romantic relationship then, because Nicole can't uh, get back in. I don't either. You're right. Like, no, I I'm with you. Yeah, it's like if you truly love somebody, how's that special? Where are you going? Why are you going to someone else to find something else too? I get it. If it's a sex yeah, no, thing and I, you both are doing Bonds it, Bonds is pretty mad about it too. Yeah. I think I I know Bonds. Bonds is very upset about it. Do you hear no, upset you made her? Why, we, she we hasn't are, been this vocal for months. She doesn't want to. She doesn't want to. She's a one bird kind of girl. She is a. Oh, dude, you think you think it's a joke? Oh no, this. <laughs> she hates Heidi. Hates her oh, guts. Oh no. Hates her. Yeah, and she hates my brother. Like, no, this bird knows like who's who. Has what? decided who she hates and who she doesn't. And when Heidi had Phoenix, she never forgave her. Never has hated her ever since. Try to sell polyamory to. Bonds are real. Bonsai. I'm just saying that the uh, things are changing, and and the what we think of as why does it have to be guy girl or guy guy or girl girl? It why can't that's happen. what I mean? Saying is that it just people, makes me people, feel boring. People are open, but don't feel bored. It's just people are opening up their relationships. I too. Uh, I get that. I wish I was interesting like this. I just think I had these dirty little weird. You are. I think you are though. No, and I think you trust me. It. I'm pretty straightforward. No, I it's think a real bummer. No, I think you're actually a really a dirty bird. No, and I think right I, now I you'd wish. all like the three of us to slap you with a whisk broom. <laughs> <laughs> she would be a dom. I am a dom. Not you, no. Janice. Oh no, Janice is a bottom. No, I'm a. Uh, no, you know? I'm a lazy top. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lazy top. You know, I think you. Uh-uh. No, Jillian, I think you would like. Here, let's go get a broom, and then. <laughs> Why a broom? <laughs> Maybe it was a whisk, a whisk brush. What's and a- I'll just, you know, like. Can when let me just stab up- you with these scissors. No, right not that's too mean. No, like with you know when you're cleaning out your tent, you need a whisk brush. <laughs> You know when you go camping? No, I don't. And you want to clean out all the pine needles out of your tent? You use a whisk brush. I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. And I think you'd like us to do that. I really want to find something that I'm into. It's creepy. Well, why don't you start experimenting? Oh, that's a broom. Uh, Okay. Well, like, yeah, I don't have, though, like, feet now. 
Feet. You've got feet. No, but like they don't chew <laughs> or people stepping on me and pee. I can't. It's just not. Oh, you can have hard and soft limits. Yeah, but Oops. I don't. It's not interesting to me, though. It's not my thing. But that's okay. I don't. You know what? I really wish it was. You know, back, I gotta in, find back in 2008 when I was having sex. Yeah. I, <laughs> what were you into? <laughs> I did a few things. Like what? Well, you know, I just... You know, I did a few. Uh, what, 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 not what? Like, well, I like kids today are pegging and all of this. Pegging, yeah. They the girls um, strap it on. And okay, go wait behind. a minute. Oh dear God. I'm well, that's really old. gonna try to That's eat. not new <laughs> on the boyfriend guys on their boyfriends. Well, that's not. It's that. Com- super common now. Is it? Yeah, I've it never. Done I don't it. know. That's not. They the call truth. it peggy. Pegging. What about docking? What's that one? It's where two guys, one one has a foreskin and the other doesn't, so you kind of share. I thought it was called space docking. <laughs> share a foreskin? Yeah. See, that's, I can't yeah. get behind it. Well, I don't have one to enjoy it, so. Neither do I. Uh, wow. That's uh, the one I've done, guys. Docking? <laughs> <laughs> Kristen Ulmer is a former professional extreme skier. She has been the best female in the world for 12 years. She's been retired for 15. But if there's one thing she knows how to deal with, and that is fear. And she's written a book called The Art of Fear, Why Conquering Fear Won't Work and What to Do Instead. Kristen, Jillian, Jillian, Kristen. Hey, how are you, Kristen? Good. How are you? Nice to meet you. You too, bud. Fear is the number one thing, in my opinion, that paralyzes people from accomplishing any goal. You know, obviously, the majority of the population is not going to bomb down hills the way you do. You're, you're the elite of the elite. But fear is something that stops people from having healthy relationships, is something that stops people from achieving wellness goals. And I, I'm just really excited to talk all about this stuff with you. So will you first tell us a little bit about yourself and why you wrote the book? Can I say one thing before I talk about myself? Yeah. In, in, are you open to looking at fear from a new set of eyes just I'd before we even to. get started? Yeah. See, it's not fear that is holding us back. It's our unwillingness to feel fear that's holding us back. Ooh. We blame fear when really we should be blaming ourselves for how we deal with fear. Okay. 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 All right. I'm ready. Fair like enough. Fear is not the enemy that you think it is. And so let me tell you why. And, and now I'll tell you about my life and my story. Okay. Uh, you asked about my career, my ski career. I was the best woman, big mountain extreme skier in the world for 12 years. I retired in 03 and I was considered fearless and I felt fearless and I actually believed my own hype, but wow. turns out I was not fearless. I was just living a lie. Um, I fear was motivating me like fear of not being special fear of not being loved. Mm. Um, and actually it's more accurate to say that I was addicted to fear. Like I loved feeling fear. You mean like that, that high, that adrenaline high, like before you jump, right before you go, that kind of thing. You mean? Yeah. It's like, I thought I was in love with the skiing. Really. I was in love with the place it took me, which was to, I got to experience fear, you know, fear plus breathing equals excitement. Okay. But I was also buying into the belief that everybody has around fear, 
that I just talked about briefly is that it's something to be overcome or fought or conquered. And that's what I was doing. I was really, really good at it. And so I was both in love with it and I also hated it and repressed it to an extreme, which is kind of what you do when your life is all about one thing. My life was all about fear. And what happened is over time, uh, I started suffering a lot of consequences from that war against fear. Like what? Well, I, I, it seems like you can get away with repressing fear to the level that I was repressing it for about 10 years top. Like it works to try and conquer fear. I was able to see the way I wanted to, but I was now fighting an unwinnable war with this huge primary part of who I am to an extreme because I was experiencing a lot of fear. Because extreme skiing is, you know, you're risking your life almost daily if you're right. a professional. Right. So things started happening like I was having a lot of near-death experiences or watching a lot of accidents. So Ugh. all of a sudden I had PTSD. And um, I had adrenal fatigue. Like my, I had completely crashed adrenal system and I was just exhausted. And then I was also really burnt out. Like I started to hate my sport, which was wow. bizarre. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So those oh, go were ahead, the consequences of me repressing fear. Okay, and it, it, got, it started to be really obvious that there was something seriously wrong and I needed to look at something. I didn't know what. So. You know what I find so interesting, Kristen, about, about the fear is that it's always labeled as a negative. I mean, fear is a great protector as well. So when does the positivity of fear come into the picture? If you ignore or fight or repress fear, lock it in the basement is my language, then you're only aware of it coming out in a covert, wacky, crazy way from the basement. Okay. And you're only aware of it showing up as excessive anxiety or depression or, I don't know, just insomnia, keeping you awake at night, like looping in your mind like a crazy person. But if you own and honor fear, take it out of the basement and welcome it as a natural part of your life, then all of a sudden, all the virtues of fear show up only. You know, it shows up as clear vision, wisdom, um, kind of takes you into higher expanded states of focus and presence in sports. If you're willing to feel your fear, you'll go right into the zone or flow. Uh, It just becomes your greatest asset and ally. And Um, not a low vibration frequency like it comes out from the basement, but actually something that really deeply enhances your life and is a sign that you're on the right path towards expanding who you are. Wow. Okay. So, so talk to me, you know, this is funny. I, 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 I must admit that I did talk about like how to kind of manage your fear, but I didn't realize it was your unwillingness to experience fear. So you say obviously the right they shouldn't they shouldn't try to conquer it but you also say they shouldn't think about it so what do you mean by that like Christians approach fear you cannot and should not try to conquer it okay and I, I get now what you mean by that fight it I get that but like when you say think about it like how do you, does that mean it how then do you if you're not thinking about it are you not acknowledging it well two things first of all cut yourself some slack like everybody on the planet teaches how to conquer or overcome fear. Okay. It's absolutely the language that everybody uses when they speak of fear. And you're not alone. I'm, I'm like the only person on the planet that's approaching it from a new reality. Right. Um, what happens is people think that fear is in their mind. 
we hear an acronyms, uh, you know, like false evidence appearing. Right. Real oh, God. Or, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. It, yes. Yes. And you think that fear is just in your mind. You know, if you can just get your mind under control and, and will the fear away, then it'll, you know. And what the thing is, is fear is just a sensation of discomfort that you feel in your body that's, yes, warning you of danger, um, saying, hey, watch out. But what happens is when we don't want to feel it, we don't want to deal with it, we lock it in the basement, and um, it's down there, of course, operating covertly. And right. what it does is it then hijacks your mind because it will not be denied. It's like Schwarzenegger, like, okay, you got rid of me, but I'll be back, right? Right, okay. Yes, of course. So how it comes back is that it'll then hijack the thinking mind because it won't be denied, and then it'll loop its agenda over and over and over again until we think that the fear's in our head, and it just kind of takes over your whole life. Maybe when you're asleep is a good opportunity for fear to hijack the mind and wake right, you up course. and, ha- you know, yeah. fulfill its agenda. Right. And, uh, you know, it'll show up as a loop in your mind, or, or it'll show up as fears or um, phobias, that kind of thing. Um, another way it'll show up is just a general uh, low-grade anxiety or even high-grade anxiety. And so we think that fear's in our mind. It's not. If you repress fear, it's in your mind. So, okay. But if you have a conscious, loving relationship with fear, it's just the sensation of discomfort that's in your body. All right, so I, can, we, can we do a little exercise where we give people... Um, a scenario, right, that you, you, that your your regular average person may experience. Like, let's say I want to start a business. I hate my job. I want to start a business, but I'm terrified that I'm going to go bankrupt. I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to, you know, all the worst case scenarios are going to occur. How would you tell that person to proceed? Like, what would be step one, two, three in dealing with that kind of panic? First of all, get to know your patterns. Okay. It used to be said that knowledge is power. Uh, you know, that was said in like the 15th century when we thought the world was flat. Like it's a different world. In today's world, more awareness or, or consciousness is, is power. Okay. So you, what you start by doing is get to know your patterns around fear. Like, do I tend to avoid fear? In which case you won't start the new business. Do I tend to enjoy fear? Do I tend to repress the fear so that I can do it and feel fearless. Right. So that leads to aha moments. Okay. Like, you know, maybe if you realize that the only way that you can do this is if you get rid of the fear, you can realize I've been denying fear its rightful place in my life, in this experience. I mean, Mm. it's it's scary to launch a business, right? It's terrifying. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So then step three would be, okay, ask how can I have a healthier relationship with fear? such that it can become an asset and an ally to me instead of a hindrance that holds me back covertly from the basement. Right. One of the best things that you can do to turn it into an asset, an ally, is to change your language around fear. Like if you say, oh, I, I don't want to, you know, do this thing because it's so scary. I don't want to make this cold call because it's so scary. You know, um, say I would be willing to feel fear in this moment. You know, I'm choosing to feel fear because I know that fear is going to expand me and help make my business successful. I'm going to do the scary thing. Okay. I'm going to make the phone call. I'm reframe going to it. business. Right. Yeah, reframe it. Reframe it. And, I get it. And, and think about right. how it's going to, that's very, right, of course. And think about how tolerating that uncomfortability 
will pay off in the long run. It's kind of like the way I talk about working out where I'm like, yeah, in the moment, this sucks. It hurts. It's not fun. You feel nauseous. You feel like you're gargling your heart. But think about, (laughs) uh, you know, how it's going to pay off with regard to feeling more comfortable in your skin, fitting into those skinny jeans, uh, you know, walking your daughter down the aisle. And so I that's I get it. You're attaching a very positive outcome (laughs) to the fear to a certain extent. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing. Like if you're working out and it's painful, it's difficult. If you say, I don't want to feel this pain, I don't want it to be so difficult. I don't want to have the experience I'm having, right. you know, feel the energy of that versus I do want this pain. I do want this difficult experience. Um, it changes things dramatically. The book is fantastic. And it's something that we can all identify with. It's something we all go through. It has a universal theme. And who better to share these techniques and this differing perspective than you. The book is called Why Conquering Fear Won't Work and What to Do Instead. The Art of Fear by Kristen Ulmer. Don't forget to email us your questions. We want to talk to you at jillianpodcast at gmail.com. Guidelines. Guidelines. Yes. Three sentences. Or less. Or less. And a phone number. And a phone number. Yeah. Bye-bye.